Hello and welcome back to All Over the Place. I am your host, Stacy Bueller. It is a lovely Thursday evening as I record the episode that will end all episodes. No, just kidding. This episode is about my divorce. I usually don't have main topics, but this is something that I really want to talk about because I think it's really important that people hear my story. And I'm going to be asking myself random (laughs) generated questions for couples, and we're going to see where that leads the conversation. All right, so here we go. Here is the interview with myself. Hey, Stacy. Hey, bitch. It's great to see you. You're looking fine. Fabulous. Thanks, bitch. Sorry, that that was just a little bit. I'm not going to keep doing that. All right. Today, we are talking... Today, we are interviewing myself about my divorce and what that looked like for me and what it looks like now. So, to start it off, I'll tell a little bit about my marriage. I was married when I was 22 years old. I dated my ex-husband for a year before that, before we got married. His name is Richie. He is an amazing person. I absolutely love him to death. I know that we didn't work the best together, but that doesn't mean that we're not both really good people who tried our best. And I think that we really did try our best in our marriage, and I'm really proud of that. So we got married, I was 22, he was 23, and we went to China right after we got married, and we honeymooned there for about six months, spent another month traveling through Asia, and and it was really fun, and things were really great, and my mental health started struggling right about then, I think. My mental health right after we got married is, is when it, it started to kind of go downhill. So we lived in China. We moved back home, and to be responsible adults, we decided to buy a house in Provo, Utah. Why we did that, I have no idea. I think we were just, we thought it was like the thing we needed to do, and so we did that. And living in Provo, I really started to struggle with my mental health. And honestly, I kind of had a breakdown where I was like, It was like a quarter-life crisis of, is this every day for the rest of my life? Am I going to work, come home, watch a movie with Richie, and go to bed and do that every single day for the rest of my life? And honestly, that drove me crazy. It drove me... It literally, like, made me insane. Like, I, I had huge mental ill health issues when I lived in Provo for two years. And I was, I, I'll be honest, like, during one of my panic attacks, I, like, ripped up a couch with a knife. Like, that's how bad things got there. So we decide to move to New York. We go to New York. We're there a year and a half. Things start to get slowly better with my mental health, with my medications. Richie is starting to get a little better with his mental health. Because at this time, I mean, we both started suffering from depression, anxiety, things like that. As soon as we got married. As soon as we got married, both of us started struggling with mental health. And when I realized we needed to separate and end things, 
it was genuinely because I saw Richie's mental health and it was not good. And I realized that I was not helping him. I was hurting him. I was enabling him. I just could see that I could not be the one to help this person when they are in a low spot. And I'm pretty sure he maybe felt the same way about me. Um, It's hard to deal with someone that's struggling with mental health and to be married with them and to see them go through that. And you try everything you can to help them. And sometimes you you can't be that person to help them and and to see their you know their life get better and i just knew we couldn't do that together and that was one of the biggest reasons we divorced is we looked at our marriage throughout provo china la and new york and we realized for the last six years of marriage, we have been struggling with ourselves. I mean, mind you, we also left Mormonism uh, when we were in New York, and that was a huge kind of traumatic experience for me. Um, It's the hardest thing I've ever had to do, and I thank Richie forever. Forever I will thank him for helping me leave Mormonism. I cannot thank you enough, Richie. I hope you listen to this, and I hope you know. I am so grateful for that. There's a little bit of the story. There's a little bit of, of why we ended up getting divorced. Of course, there's there's a lot more to the story, but I don't feel like I need to really get into a lot of details. Uh, so we are going to start with my random generated questions. All right. What is one of your most cherished memories in your marriage? My most cherished memory was during COVID. I might cry. It was during COVID. We were really restless and it was hard to find things to do. Right? It was for everybody. And Richie and I decided to read Harry Potter. And we read all of the books during COVID and Richie read most of them out loud to me. We would go to the drive-in movies like twice a week and that was really fun and special to me. It was a special safe haven. My most cherished memory is the family we created in LA. I know that we don't have any kids and it's just two dogs. But I did a card pull, you know, tarot cards. My friend Ryan did it for me. Gosh, this is kind of hard. Um, and the card pull essentially said... You need to love what you have because you have it really good right now. And there was a few months during COVID where that really like stuck out to me and I appreciated my life. For one of like the first time ever, 
I appreciated my life. And I was so grateful for Richie and for the family and the environment we created and for the things that we did together. And it was beautiful. And that's my most cherished memory is just we were family. And we still are. That's the best part about our relationship, mine and Richie's. We are family. We created a family together. And we were each other's family and support system through really hard years. And our mental health was a really great distraction of what was going on in our marriage. So I highly recommend, if you are married, take a look at your life and appreciate it and love it even if it's just for five minutes because even though COVID maybe was the thing that parted Richie and I it was also the one time in my life where I really felt that I made a great life for myself And I'm going to end with that question because I am crying too much for my comfort. Have you ever hurt someone and deeply regretted it? Wow, we're getting real vulnerable now. At the beginning of my marriage, I gaslit Richie. I verbally said things you should never say to anyone. I consider myself, it's hard to say, but I, I abused my spouse. I mean, I never hit him or anything, or, but I wasn't a good partner at the beginning. And I'm like, I'm, I'm grateful that Richie stayed with me through that because he very well could have left because I was not a nice wife. I was not a nice partner. And as my mental health got worse, the worse I would act, the worse things I would say. And I've apologized to Richie for this multiple times, you know, especially when we were getting divorced, I said, hey, You know, I know that, like, if you go to therapy and you're, like, talking about our marriage, I know it's going to come up that I abused you at the beginning of the marriage. And thank God I was able to become self-aware and with Richie's help, I was able to work on that and to grow. And by the end of our marriage, it definitely was nowhere, it was nothing like that. But I regret it. I regret it more than anything in the world because no person deserves to be belittled or disrespected the way that I disrespected Richie. God, this is so hard. Next question. What experiences have made you who you are today? My marriage has made me who I am today. The experiences I have been through with Richie. I mean, they, they've made me who I am. Like Richie genuinely made me a kinder person. His kindness was able to rub off on me. 
you know, I, I really respect Richie for everything that we went through together, whether it was him doing something wrong or me doing something wrong or I appreciate the experience and it has made me who I am today and I will be a better spouse. I will be a better partner because I was married to Richie and I learned life after divorce. When we got divorced and we separated, I was on a mania. I was on a medication that put me into like a very similar to bipolar mania. And I had three experiences within a week that confirmed to me that we needed to separate. I literally thought two weeks before we actually separated was the first time I had ever thought about separating. Two weeks. That's it. I had a very spiritual experience where I just, I realized this had never worked. And although we love each other and we're best friends, it's just, it, the partnership is not, it's not the right partnership for life. So I was on a mania and I knew I was making the right decision despite my mania because of my spiritual experiences that that showed me this is what needed to happen in my life. For me to be happy, for me to have love, for Richie to be happy, and for Richie to have someone who treats him the way he deserves to be treated and loves him the way he deserves to be loved. And I want the same thing for myself. Anyways, I was on a mania. It was hard calling people and, you know, telling people, you know, Richie and I are getting divorced and... Richie was in a really low spot with his mental health. And it was really scary for me. I'm sure it was scary for him. And I, I didn't want to bring up separation, but like everything in my body was, was like, this needs to happen so Richie can get better. You, you are not the one to help Richie get better anymore. You never have been able to help him the way he needs to be helped. So it's hard calling people and then I'm on a high. I am just happy. I am I am free. I am ready for life. I am moving into my new apartment. I got a new car. Life is changing. This is great. I love change. So this was great for me. And then I moved into my new apartment in LA. And things I couldn't see my friends as often. My friends were getting busier. And I got lonely. I was self-medicating with alcohol, weed, drugs, whatever, sex. I was doing all of the wrong things to try and feel better because I felt that this change was the biggest change I had ever gone through. And I didn't know how to deal with a change so big. Especially when I started to get lonely. It was just like me meeting guys on Tinder all the time and having a glass of wine every night. I mean, even though you can have a glass of wine every night. But for me, that was just like a little too much. My parents saw my mental health starting to get lower and lower and lower. And they were seeing it get to a point where it had been years before. 
And it happened really quickly. It was a matter of like two months when my mental health just went crash and burn. And my parents begged me to come home. And so I came home. And I healed. And I had my family. And I worked at a sandwich shop that healed me years ago. During some really traumatic events in my life. And I got to go back to the sandwich shop. And I got to heal there. And my family supported me. And my family reached out to me. And they loved me. I am so grateful for my family. I did not know how much I would need them. But their support has been beyond the world to me. I came back to Utah and my parents were like, okay, while you're in Utah, we got to get your medications figured out because your mental health, it's, it's not getting better and it hasn't been getting better for a long time. So I meet with a new psychiatrist because my old one, I could tell it just, he did not know how to prescribe me. He would ask me, what do you think we should do? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm being drugged behind a horse. What kind of medicine fixes that? You know, and he he had no idea what to do. So I go to a new psychiatrist. Within 30 minutes, she says, I don't really think that you're bipolar. I don't want to, you know, make any hard decisions right now, but I don't think you're bipolar. I think... This medicine you've been on is giving you mania-like symptoms like a bipolar person. I think that you have ADHD and I think you have some PTSD from Mormonism and some trauma from your marriage. When she said that, it, it felt different. It felt like someone was actually listening to me. I've been bored as fuck and restless as fuck. For like four or five years. Just bored all the time. Annoyed with people talking. Talking over people. I mean I have every symptom. Of ADHD in an adult. Today is my first day. That I have taken my Adderall. Which was prescribed to me by my doctor. And I take a few other. Mood stabilizing medications. But my doctor prescribed me Adderall. And today has been my first day on it. And I'm going to cry again. Because I have never felt more like myself. I've never felt less anxiety. Like, I feel like I did when I was in high school. And I didn't struggle with mental health. I know it's only been one day, but like, I haven't had anxiety all day. I can't remember a day I didn't have anxiety for the past five, six years. So this is huge for me. My life is amazing now. And you know what? Richie would say the exact same thing. Getting divorced is probably the best thing that happened to us. As much as getting married was one of the best things that had happened to us. You know, even though it didn't work, I wouldn't change it. One bit. I would not change my life. I would not change my time with Richie. I'll love him forever. I'll have a, a great love for Richie my whole life. Um, and we will remain, we will remain friends. I, I do believe that. I really do believe that if anybody can stay friends, it's me and Richie because our relationship is special. We are best friends and he'll always be one of my very best friends. 
So like I said, I have never been so happy. I feel like myself over the past two months, I've felt more stable than I've ever felt as they were taking me off of this medication that was putting me into bipolar mania-like symptoms. I was on a mania for five years because of that medicine. And it's hard not to get upset. It's hard not to get angry because I see that so many struggles Richie had with me was because of my mental health. And I mean, and I'll, you know, like maybe you say like, well, maybe if my medications were right, me and Richie wouldn't be divorced. Maybe everything would be better. But the fact of the matter is, is it was supposed to happen this way. Richie and I were only supposed to be together that long. This is the way life should be for me right now. And I've never felt so sure of that. I've never felt so empowered. I've never felt more like myself. This isn't a bash to Richie at all. But as soon as we divorced, I felt like myself again for the first time in seven years. I hated myself for seven years. I hated myself. And I don't think Richie made me hate myself. Don't get me, don't, don't go on that you know, thought. As soon as we got divorced, I felt like me. I felt like Stacy. And for years and years, I would tell my therapists, I just want to be that girl again. I just want to be that girl, you know, before all this mental health shit happened. And I'm finally her again. But I'm so much better now. Because of the things I've gone through. I love my life. I love my story. It's important. And I needed to share all of this on this podcast episode with you today. Thank you for listening. And Stacy, I think that was a great interview, don't you think? Yeah, bitch. That was a great interview. That was my interview with myself about my divorce. Got pretty emotional. I didn't I didn't think I would get that that emotional, but you know, I just I want to say thank you to anybody who has listened to the podcast. Anybody who has listened to this episode in particular and has made it to the end. Thank you so much for your support and your love and your curiosity and Uh, I'm glad that I could, you know, share my story of my divorce and, you know, maybe that can help people become friends, uh, and maybe people can, you know, end their marriage before things get really bad, or maybe people will listen to this and think, wow, no, my marriage is really great. Whatever I can do to help, I think being vulnerable is one of the most important things in this life. And I promise on this podcast to remain real, to remain open, and to remain funny as fuck. Have a great day, everybody. Love ya.